Hey guys, this is Brutal Bob Evans from the WrestleLife.com and the Hangs with Bob Seminar System, and you are listening to the Wrestle Horror Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to Wrestle Horror. Now, greetings, viewers and listeners. Meet Hook Jim here, the Wrestle Horror Podcast. Joining me always, my co-host Donnie Hoover. Donnie, you haven't done anything about that Pennywise balloon yet. No, I'm letting. It, I'm riding with it. I'm letting it go. When I'm gonna let it run until it deflates completely. <laughs> Also it's, joining us today is the slacker, John Orlando. John, what's going on? <laughs> you know what? I'm no selling that comment. You're no I, selling. I'm no. glad to be here. Thank you, Jim. It is good. It is good to see you, John. And joining us again, brutal Bob Evans. Bob, what is going on this evening? Hi, guys. I'm sorry, my uh, video has been compromised here. I think. Uh, the WrestleMania gremlin has gotten to me just like it got to the people down in Florida. So, but if you want to just, all we have to do is really just look over Jim's shoulder right. and uh, that'll just, just, just imagine my mouth moving behind him. So, right. <laughs> so just, just imagine that, but I'm happy to be here guys. Thank you so much. And I'm excited for what we're about to announce, but uh, yeah, I, I love coming on here and I'm uh, just fired up about future, future plans. Oh yeah, yep. I say this is a second time you've been on here. You were back on what was it, sixty-eight or sixty-nine? I think the episode was sixty-eight. <laughs> there, Jim just gave me the the Iggy on the episode number there, and uh, so we're uh, having you back again to get an update on the Russell life and the Hangs with Bob seminars. I've been seeing on social media you've been ramping up and uh, filling the schedule up. So, uh, how's the Russell life been going? I'm of course I'm a member. I was one of the first that I'm proud to say, and I like to get on there every now and again and listen to a little bit when I can. And, and, uh, it's a real, very good informative, uh, membership site. And I'm learning a lot, of course. Uh, so how's that been going for you? Well, I appreciate that. Yes. I believe you were number two, number two in on the site. So that's, uh, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. That's good. So, and, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're getting close to 50 members now, which isn't bad for, four months in and uh since we started with zero and now we have almost 50 so mm -hmm. and we've been up 20 percent every every month so far so we're trying to keep that going i just released a free class on the rest of life facebook page um you know the 11 things uh indie bookers should be doing and why and it's uh it's about a half an hour class and it's been very well received and so we we go out and we try to uh you know, help people out and give them some, a quick win, so to speak. And then hopefully they get excited about that and want to find out more about us. And uh, one of the things that's really been helpful is I've started a 14 day trial. So you can, you can look at the site, the whole thing. We don't hold anything back for two full weeks and you can cancel anytime. And uh, if you don't cancel, it's $49 a month. But if, if you, if it's not for you, you don't have to, you don't have to be with us any longer, but yeah, it's, it's going good. We brought Kevin Kelly on board. As you know, uh, mm -hmm. Kevin actually just released another class in his uh, spoken word classroom. So we're doing that. And uh, one that you'll be super excited about. Um, 
I know you, uh, thank you. You actually had him on your, your podcast. Yeah. Yep. Eric. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So I actually sat down with Eric to do a part two and I said, Hey man, I said, now that we've talked about the mindset stuff and the struggles you went through, let's uh, talk about brass tacks. Let's talk about I want to know, we're going to sit here for 45 minutes. I'm going to nail your feet to the floor and you're going to tell me everything you did to draw 600 people standing room only every show I've been, we're going to be releasing that. You always get the stuff first at the Um, So it'll be in there for a while uh, in our paid, in our premium service. But then later on, we'll, we'll try to get it out to people for free, but it is an awesome class. So he just tells you from brass tacks exactly what needs to be done exactly what he he does but guys really it's no secret like you guys know it's just hard work and spending money on the right things and promoting your face off and making sure everybody that everybody within 50 miles of you knows about the product and knows about the show and knows what's going on so Mm -hmm. um but that's 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 another exciting piece we're doing so yeah it just keeps growing just keeps perpetuating and now the next step is the in-ring stuff and the live presentations and that's where i'm jumping in uh in a couple weeks as we're taping this and i'm I'm in kansas and kansas city and then north carolina and then we have some other i'm in june i'm in denver so and we got some other exciting stuff about which we'll talk about later but it's uh it's really been nice to kind of get first of all i got vaccinated which is cool so i got that out of the way and now i'm ready to rock and roll and i'm ready to get out there and do what i need to do so yeah, the next step is the live stuff, and people are going to get to see. For, for people who don't know me, I, I, I do the in-ring stuff, too. do that pretty well. So should be a nice mix of philosophy and making money and how to travel, and then the in-ring stuff, how to uh, connect with your audience, how to have better matches, how to stay safe, that kind of stuff, how to be more effective. So that's really what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to get people to the finish line a little bit faster. Right. Yeah. I hear you on the vaccination stuff. I got my first shot today. And uh, mm. so I didn't figure it'd be too bad. So I, we went out and me and the wife went out and mowed the grass and did the weed eating and worked in the garden and a little bit. And then we spread, you know, stuff out in the yard. Uh, and now my arm's feeling it. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe <laughs> we, shouldn't have, we shouldn't have done all that, you know, right after getting our shot. <laughs> so, yeah. The second, the second one, I got the Moderna and the, the second one was, I was real tired the first day, but I still went to work. And then the second day I was really feeling it uh, for about maybe 10, 12 hours, but I work at night. So I just kind of slept through it and then got up and went to work. So it wasn't too bad with me. Took some Advil, you know, kind of just drank a little extra coffee. Didn't really have to over medicate myself or do anything crazy and just kind of got through it because it's what we do. So, (laughs) and that's, uh, that's it. So, but it's, yeah, it's, going to be great to start getting back on the road again man i'm i never knew how much i missed wrestling until i started seeing people get back into it again start doing their thing and mm-hmm. seeing a lot of my friends kind of getting out there a little bit so it's uh yeah i'm starting to really starting to really jones you know jones for it and starting to feel it oh yeah for sure uh say john you didn't get a chance to uh sit down with bob last time we had him on is there any questions you had for him actually i do um and I don't know, you may have covered this the last time, but the one thing I'm most curious about, Bob, is sure. Iron Week. Um, yep. 
Can you talk a little bit about what Iron Week was all about and why you did it and whatnot? Um, yeah, so I looked at all these older guys running these marathons, like these 50-mile super marathons over three days and this and that. And uh, that kind of seemed like something I wanted to do at 40 years old. So I, I said, well, I'll just pick seven guys that I want to wrestle and wrestle them for an hour and not call anything. And we did it. We did seven matches in seven days. And, uh, yeah, it turned out really good. We got a decent amount of publicity. I got more publicity after, I think, than I did before. So it was kind of one of those things where, um, you know, I was trying to just prove myself. I still felt like I needed to prove myself at 40 years old. So, and I'm still going to, I'm thinking about doing one this year too, the weekend the week of my third 49th birthday, but I don't know if I'm crazy enough to do it yet. I'm not sure yet. I'm done, I haven't decided. So is there a, is there footage of, uh, I think you may, may have uh, mentioned, is there some footage of these? Oh, uh, of Iron there's League a little bit not? of footage. Yeah. I think there's a piece of it on YouTube of me and Antonio Thomas because somebody else taped it. Unfortunately, a lot of it is gone because the kid that taped it kind of dropped the ball on it and couldn't recover anything. And I sent it to like, I sent the hard drive to like three different people and they couldn't take it off there for some reason. So unfortunately it might be lost to history, but I promise I did it. I have witnesses, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and it's a, it would be a weird thing to brag about anyway. So uh, I wrestled for a long time in front, in, in, in front of no people. So, cause a lot of them were at wrestling schools. So that's, uh, that's how I kind of got around doing it every day. Cause I didn't want to really have to pay anything. And so I just kind of did it every day at a wrestling school and um, had some had, had some really fun matches. And like I said, we called just about I think we called everything on the fly. I didn't call a finish. We didn't do any of that. And uh, I do it differently than most people do, too. I call we do. Uh, we uh, uh, it's a little differently where we um, do the first 50 minutes is regular ends with a 30 second 10 after that the last 10 minutes are sprint so you only have to break for one second all in the three-point shooting thing where you can get extra points you know okay so it ended up being so it and I got I got a lot of heat for this from some people because they hadn't seen the matches, but so we I was, we were winning, we were having like 13 to 13 ties and things like that. But I think it makes it way more exciting when it's, when it's a bigger score, this one to nothing stuff for an hour. I mean, I love wrestling, man, but if I want to see somebody just have a match where there's one pin in 60 minutes, just have a regular match. Like right. to me, I think you need to be running up the score. I think you need to show some offense and, Plus, shouldn't the guy be getting worn down as the match goes along? Shouldn't it be easier to pin him as the match goes along? So once you and once you beat him once, mentally, shouldn't he be broken down enough where he can be beaten again? Mm -hmm. So that was that was my thinking. And once I explained myself, people understood it. But people thought I was making a mockery of it and all this. It's really kind of how it. It really kind of makes sense how it's done. So, and uh, it makes it way more exciting because you can be down three falls in the last minute. And if you snap it on, if you put a submission on somebody and they submit, all you have to do is break the hold for one second. You can put it on them again and try to get it on tap out. So when, and I don't know if it even really ever figured in as much as that, but we would have guys go on a run where they'd be ahead five, five pinfalls to two and stuff like that. And the guy would have to kind of inch his way back. 
So, but it, to me, it made it way more exciting. It, it, it added to me, it added strategy to it rather than get like, like get rid of strategy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So one other question, um, Bob, sure. as you have, as you've aged, as everybody does, have you had to change the way in which you wrestle and change the way in which you train for your matches to compensate for that? Or have you been yeah, pretty much standard, you know, from the way you started in your twenties up through your thirties, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's, yeah, I'm, it, it, that's an interesting question. I've never been asked that before. So good job. But um, <laughs> one of the things that I've realized now when I'm getting older and I'm almost 50 is that you can't take a break from the gym and you can't um, be inactive because you lose it faster. You lose it way faster and you gain way faster and, it's harder to lose weight. I mean, I'm trying to lose weight now and it's 10 times harder than it used to be. It's not an excuse. It's just, I'm fighting biology, but Hey, look, that's on me. I gotta, I gotta do better. I gotta do mm-hmm. more than that. The good news is that Rhode Island gyms opened up. I live right over the Rhode Island, Massachusetts line. I'm actually in mass, but my gym is in Rhode Island. Cause you can throw a rock and go into the Rhode Island. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, Bob, my mom lives in Warren, Rhode Island. So I've been oh, to cool. my dad. Yeah, my dad grew up in Bristol. I'm I'm 300. Okay. I live I live on Old Warren Road. I'm 300 feet from the from the line. I okay. can walk I can walk over the line. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. I'm right there. So yeah, my, my like I said, my dad's from Bristol, the next town over from your mom. So okay. Um, yeah. So you got this. You you, you understand. Yeah. So <laughs> I do. Uh, yeah. So my gym's actually in East Providence. So okay. And uh, they opened up. Rhode Island opened up a little faster than Mass did with the gym stuff. So they opened up June 1st of last year. So as soon as it opened up, I went right back in and I've been there pretty much an average aside from my hernia surgery in October, but it was a minor surgery. It wasn't major. And then, uh, the, the, the shots, the vaccines and a couple of just, I had a week rest because I needed a week to rest. Um, but aside from that, I've been in the gym three, four, an average of three or four times a week. And good workouts, not half-ass workouts, because it's a, it's a group fitness class, so you really can't half-ass your workouts anyway. So I've been doing that. So I'm in good. I'm strong, and my breathing is good. My cardio is good. I'm not sure what it's going to look like once I get uh, into a ring, because I haven't seen a ring in 14 months. But, hey, you know what? Hopefully it's like riding a bike. I did it for 28 years straight. So I'm sure if I take a little break and I want to get back into it, I'll be fine. So, mm-hmm. but as far as taking bumps and stuff, I really, the last couple of years when I teamed with Tim, I tried to get it. So none of us took any bumps and the guys on the other side didn't, didn't have to take bumps if they didn't want to either, but not because I was lazy or afraid to take bumps. We worked harder than I, I stack our matches up against anybody as far as hard work and putting matches together and organization and making it make sense. We did, we did that just about as good as anybody. But we, you know, when you're, when you're wrestling just about every day for three, four days in a row, it's not easy to be just going out there and bumping your face off, especially when you're in your, you know, I'm an older guy. Tim's 20 years younger than me. He looks the same age. He has he's deceptively young, but Tim's not even 30 yet. So, but the deal is that man, like once you get on the road and I'm not, this isn't a braggy thing or some kind of a, I'm a big deal because I'm on the road, but I wanted to be a traveling wrestler. You have to learn how to become a traveling wrestler. It was never laziness. It's self-preservation. And if you don't practice self-preservation, how are you going to get to the next town? What if you have a, what if you have a bigger match coming up? What if you have a big break coming up in six months? You never know what the future's going to hold. Plus you should just be safe anyway. So obviously 
it's it's turned into more of a factor now. But I also can I also should be staying in shape and making sure that I'm I can suffer those rigors of the ring too because um, I think half of it is just being smart and half of it is being in shape. So yeah. Yeah. solid advice. Very cool. That's so uh, moving on. If, if you don't have anything else, John, that you wanted to ask him and uh, we'll get into uh, one of the other reasons we uh, got on here to do another recording and have you back on is uh, because speaking of the hang with Bob seminars and all the stuff you got going all over, you know, the country here coming up in the next few months, you are actually uh, going to be coming to Columbus, Ohio for with new Ohio wrestling. And you're going to be doing a hangs with Bob seminar at the now training center uh, that we've just recently opened. And that's going to be on May 23rd. And we've been working out the details and we're real excited to see you, uh, see you here. And I'm going to be probably as close to the front of the pack as I can be with pen in hand, taking notes like the rest of the people. So I'm excited to have you there. I saw you laying those boots on that poor young man, <laughs> punching him in the face. And I was like, shoot, man, geez, Donnie is a podcaster and his punch is better than half the business. So, um, so if you want to step in the ring and start, you know, blasting, blasting guys in the face with the, with that, with that powerful right hand of yours, you go right ahead. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. And I, I'm surprised I kept it, kept the secret until you guys announced it. But, um, yeah, man, I'm super fired up. I'm, uh, I'm really excited about being a part of this. And I know you and I have been working on this for a long time and we're working hard. Um, I know we're, we're trying to get Cody Hawk on board. I got to make sure he's not uh, gallivanting across the, the country with his, with that uh, lovely fiance of his, mm -hmm. um, but hopefully we'll be uh, ready to go. And I'm going to try to ask Cody if he can come and lend some expertise and I'll be at his place um, on the 21st. So and then we're just going to look for something in between, something to do in between, you know? Oh, yeah. um, I got a couple uh, ideas up my sleeve for you. Uh-oh. All right. <laughs> I'm scared now. But don't take me on a haunted house. I, I, I need my mother with me to hold my hand. <laughs> um, but we, yeah, so we're going to, and and the way I've the way I've suggested that we structure it is we're going to do probably a four or five hour workout, some practice, work on some psychology, some different moves and uh, well, moves, that'd be a lie. I don't do any moves, but it, we'd be doing psychology and trying to put matches together and talk about my philosophy of wrestling and how I think you really should be traveling and doing your thing. And even if you don't travel, we can still help you with that too. And then we're going to have everybody pair off everybody in matches and we're going to do a showcase. And I know the people that do the showcase are going to be taken under very serious consideration from you, Donnie, about uh, future now bookings. Yep, absolutely. If you guys have. I'd say the same guys, goes for Cody too. If he's there, I'm sure he'll be having think, an eye right? open. Yep. I would think because, and I mean, I pretty much speak to about 85% of the country as far as promoters go. So if there's somebody that catches my eye and I see some great effort, I'll definitely, you know, I mean, hey, look, if you show up, I'm going to help you anyway. But if you really show some good effort and you're like, I really want to travel and give me some information, then we can help you with that too. And mm -hmm. obviously, it's uh, it's a great way to meet me face to face and ask me questions face to face, get that personal touch. Um, the rest of life is great. It serves uh, a fantastic uh, market and it, ser it can serve you, too. And I 
I really like everybody to try it out because I think they'll really like it, but there's nothing like the live experience as well. And that could just enhance your experience and it can kind of tune you up to my coaching philosophy and what I like to do and the things that um, float my boat. Plus the fact is that I still talk regularly to high rollers in every company and I know exactly what they're looking for at least as much as anybody else is going to, because it changes all the time. But, um, but there are basic principles that everybody adheres to and we'll make sure you're strong in those too. So, and plus it's a great way to just kick off the now facility and we have this great new facility and we want to, you know, everybody should know where it is and we should be, it's a new place to work out, new place to, to have a ring and make it available to you and hopefully just pass that knowledge on and, and, man, it's just going to be great to be back and, and meet you in person, Donnie. And, oh, yeah. you know, just kind of get out and do the, do the in-ring thing again. So the, the rest of life, the rest of life.com and thanks with Bob live stuff is always a blast and people always seem to get a lot out of it. And I know I do. And then, like I said, then we do, we do a nice good long seminar and, and give people lots of knowledge and then they'll see how much they retain that knowledge and turn it into matches later on that night. And, you know, run a little kind of a, a show and matches and analyze the matches and then hopefully a lot of learning and some good connections. I'm great managed to work this out and I'm, I'm grateful for the business to just kind of putting good guys like you in my life, all three of you. And uh, I'm just excited about moving on and, and traveling again. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I'm, I'm, uh, looking forward to it in a big way. And, uh, cause like I said, I'm a, I'm a sponge, you know, I, my brain is a sponge. I'd try to do everything I can to soak it in. So, uh, you'll be, like I said, you'll be coming down on the 23rd, but you'll also on the 21st that Friday, you're going to be at FGW with Cody, yes. uh, doing some work there. So obviously I'm making the two hour trip down there, hour and a half trip down there to, uh, you know, get in some of that time and knowledge. And then, you know, like I said, we'll see what trouble we can get into that Saturday. So if there's any, <laughs> if there's any shows on May 22nd, that's uh, in the uh, Ohio area or surrounding areas, you know, let us know. We'll see if we can't maybe make a trip. And uh, if not, we'll find something to do. I got some ideas. <laughs> so, oh boy. All and right. then, well, yeah, like really. I said, and just, then just to have you there all day on the 23rd, is you know it's going to be a blessing for a lot of people in the area you know and and it's not just going to be just a normal seminar this is going to be something completely different i mean it, you're going to teach guys how to make money you're going to teach guys that are already making money how to make more you're going to teach them how to save money you're going to teach them wrestling moves wrestling knowledge i mean you got a whole plethora of stuff you're bringing to the table and you know the guys you know if anybody is within driving distance to columbus ohio they need to be at this this showcase oh yeah we need my i need my indiana and michigan peeps to to drive along and meet in the middle and i need my uh we need my kentucky peeps to come up you don't even have to have a license for this to practice mm -hmm. even in kentucky you need a license just to practice well you can you don't need a, a license to practice so come up and, and see me and i'd uh i'd really like to see if we can make this like a four or five state thing again Donnie runs some shows. He's got some really interesting connections. I don't see Arnold Schwarzenegger sitting ringside for anybody, but maybe an occasional WWE big event or Donnie show. So I don't see too. I don't see Arnold sitting at too many shows. So that caught my eye. That's actually when I first got in touch with him. 
Right. And, uh, you know, which, which means that he has, and, and he tells me, he talks to those people all the time and he's always working on something. And, you know, he's mm-hmm. also a guy who's smart enough to give big Tom a call and get some ideas from him too, just like me, you know, big Tom Williams. So mm-hmm. we're, we're always kind of digging into the Ohio scene and I've asked you a bunch of questions about Ohio because I don't know enough about it. I'm not there enough. And uh, it, it's, it's not that far of a drive. It's not that bad of a flight as far as the finances go. So um, we can make this a relationship. We just have to kind of drum up the business and let's, let's boost up Donnie's, uh, you know, the, the school and let's boost up now and let's add a whole bunch of new talent to his roster because, again, so many people have either fallen back or – some people have actually retired. Some people have just said, Hey, you know, I'm going to take some more time off. Um, so it's one of those things where there's a great opportunity here and get in on the, for, get out on the early floor. Remember you show up to something, the inaugural big event at now Donnie's never going to forget. So if you're attached to that experience, remember, like, think about it that way. If you're attached to that experience, he's not going to forget you either. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, remember we met at that first big event. And you're like, oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, man. You in yep. town? Yeah, I'm in town. So that's that's how you make connections. That's how you make. Um, remember, all business is, is relationship based. Good business anyway. And I'm not talking about just becoming somebody's friend because they can do something for you. I'm talking about being part of something. And, you know, a relationship is something that works both ways. So you should be trying to help Donnie, too. And, you know, I'm not I don't I feel like I'm yelling at people. <laughs> but I'm just saying that it's it's an it's 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 kind of an exciting big opportunity, and we're going to keep the price tag as, as reasonable as we can mm-hmm. to keep everybody ha- uh, fed and happy. But we're we're not we're not whacking anybody here. We're trying to make it. We want to give you guys ease of entry. We want to be able to get you guys in at a reasonable price, and uh, we'd love to be a part of this. And again, it's it's a really big chance to just kind of shine out. In front of you're gonna have, probably have at least two promoters there. Um, I know plenty of people that promote shows and people within that radius that promote shows, and I'm sure they'd love to have any kind of good young up or old old up and comers. Doesn't matter. Anybody who's interested in moving upward in this business, I'm sure they'd be happy to to take our recommendation and run with it. There's plenty of people that run shows out there that you guys don't know about that I don't know about, and I know a lot of people. I'm mm-hmm. I'm learning about shows every day. So if we can make those connections and start learning more about each other and getting that information from each other, we can really help this business grow because I think it's going to bounce back like crazy. I really do. Oh yeah, I agree. And uh, that's an interesting point you brought up about big Tom and uh, the promoters and stuff, uh, which is, you know, big Tom's uh, year, big yearly event and hall of fame is the week after the uh, 23rd when we're doing our show his is the next week um but yeah i'm going to reach out to him and any of the other promoters in the in the area that wants to come down as well they're they're more than welcome to come down uh, a lot of the talent they may have already seen or know but you know like i said like you said you want to watch and see what they take from what you teach them and apply it and see what they've learned and uh, you know can pick up on so that would be something for the promoters to come down and take a look at everybody as well and again, it's a process. I mean, when did I message you for the first time? Maybe two, two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's not a, yeah. And then we had to talk and we had to establish a relationship and we had to, you know, you had some questions about marketing and launching stuff. And I tried to do the best I could with the limited knowledge that I still have, <laughs> but we're just trying to help each other get through it. And that's how you guys, again, that's how you 
build a relationship. You help each other. If somebody needs to talk to you for something, pick up the phone, talk to them, get to the bottom of it. And I, not, I don't even mean a bad thing. I mean, a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've, we've, we've talked about different business things to do. We brainstorm texting and talking and that's how you do it. Don't be afraid to make those, make those relationships, make those connections, but you might have to, again, sometimes the promoter is going to call you, but that's really probably about five or 10% of the time. 90, look, I'm more famous than most of the people, most of the wrestlers watching this and they all have to call. And I mean, I have to call a lot of the time, a lot of people. And now what you do is you help them and short circuit that process by reaching out to them and saying, Hey, I'm available, but not only am I available, this is what I can do for you. This is how I can serve your promotion. And that still might not be enough. So then you have to get in front of them and that still might not be enough. So then you get in front of them on something like this, where it's a little more relaxed. Look, you may have a dark match at, or or a, a match at Tom Williams show. I'm just using him as an example or Donnie show. But they're too busy running around. They can't be sitting there. Look, I ran 100 shows. I know how it is. I, I never saw any of, any of the matches on my show until after. You're running around. You're taking care of the food. You're taking care of the tickets. You're making sure everybody gets paid. Any problems with the talent. So they might not have seen you in a, in, in, in a, in a match yet. So you may have to just now in a relaxed environment where they can see you do an eight-minute match or a six-minute match and you just – carry the heck out of a young guy and make him look like a million bucks, then they might have a, they might give you that extra special consideration. Look, nothing is guaranteed, but that's a good way of, of thinking about it. Like find, finding those opportunities and seizing them when they, when they walk in front of you. Yep, absolutely. Like I said, once again, it's going to be May 23rd. Uh, We're going to have the tickets to do the seminar. It's going to be, and the showcase, and even if you're not a trained wrestler, we still invite you out to, uh, you know, there's only one way to learn and that's just to show up and do it. So uh, managers, yeah. referees are all, are all welcome. We yep. want everybody, um, please bring your gear. We want you to, we want to see what your best presentation is. We want to see, um, because we're going to, I, I, I'd really like to tape this stuff, Donnie, and maybe mm-hmm. make it some, make it some footage for you. So you have some stuff and then get, get the word out and let yep. people know that you're, um, Again, we're all trying to help each other here. And you guys, if, if, if Donnie tapes it, it could kind of be like a, a mutual thing where Donnie has, you know, Donnie has the footage, but you guys can use it for your needs too. And it'll be kind of a good, it'd be kind of a good double whammy. It'll be win-win, which is the best scenario. Right. So. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's what we're looking at. So I'm just trying to make it so Everybody has some good uh, at a match. Everybody gets some great new talent when he's ready to open up. I know you had mentioned um, scouting in different areas, looking at get some meetings for some different buildings, things like mm-hmm. that. So I know we're always we're always scratching around trying to find stuff. And again, I really think we're going to be coming back bigger and better. So, oh yeah, I agree completely. And uh, you know, so again, this this is very exciting for all of us. It's going to be a big day. Uh, like I said, the tickets are going to be available at newohiolive.com, and uh, we'll have that all set up and ready to go. And uh, you guys can just go on there and register and get your ticket, and uh, we'll go from there. I'm, uh, I'm again, I, I can't thank you enough for making this work and making it um, feasible for me to come down. And I know it's not always easy. And, and I also know too, there's going to be some people out there that are uh, a little nervous about getting back out there again. Look, 
uh, whatever you've heard about me, good and bad is probably true. But the one thing, the one thing I don't do is I don't beat the heck out of people. Um, I'm not here to demean you. If you're, if you're nervous about not looking your best, I probably will tell you, Hey, you should probably get better shape, things like that, but I'm not going to shame you. I'm not, I I'm, I'm part of the seek, uh, seminar, uh, method. I have a certification where I'm ethically, uh, disallowed to do that or I'll lose my certification. So, mm. um, you guys can look more, more at that though, but it, uh, it's a really good organization. I recommend anybody who does any kind of, um, teaching or motivational speaking to be a part of that. Um, I'm the only wrestling seminar person on there to be bound by that. So it's, uh, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm ethically disallowed to shame you or make you look bad or be obviously beat you up, put you in any danger, which I wouldn't do anyway, but, right. um, just to let you know that I'm taking that extra step to show you how much I want to make it comfortable for everybody. Um, you know, and we want to make it a great environment for learning and we want to make it really positive. We want to take it good. We want to learn all the lessons, you know, the, you know, unfortunately the pandemic caused some damage, but all that speaking out stuff caused some damage too. So we want it to be as comfortable for people as possible. And I know you're, some of you are feeling self-conscious. Um, I know uh, John had mentioned something about, you know, Hey, you know, is it going to be tough to get back out there? And I think it will be for some people mentally, but come check it out. Look, even if you can't get in the ring, you're not a hundred percent, you're, you're not sure. Come learn, get the psychology down. You never know. You might want to jump in and, and, and wrestle with us. But again, let's, let's go in there and let's go in there with a positive mindset. And again, I'd love people to wrestle. You know, I think wrestlers should wrestle. I think that's the only way to get back on the bike. But if you're not ready to do that, that's fine. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not here to make fun of anybody. I'm not here to make myself look good at the expense of others. I'm here to teach you guys and have a great night of learning, have a great afternoon learning and have a great evening of wrestling. And let's come out of this learning more. Learn, leave the business better than when we found it in the morning. We leave it better at night. You know, Bob, I've got to say something here. And, um, what I would, what well, you've been talking the whole time, so please. <laughs> Jeez, well, Jim. Want, uh, Donnie, Donnie, usually I'm usually the one who does all the talking, uh, and Donnie just been running with all this, so it's like, oh I'm, yeah, he's fired up. I'm about, as, about as fired up as Donnie's going to be. This is about <laughs> as excited as Donnie gets. Uh, I'm I'm excited about this seminar too because you know I'm Donnie's ring announcer. But, you know, I've always wanted to kind of get into the manager type role and and the whole psychology of it really intrigues me. And I, I'm really looking forward to this. Sure. And there's plenty of stuff we talk about as a do. I have my announcer to just ring an ounce. If you're not willing to be a host, if you're not willing to help sell merchandise, help push my product, um, I don't need another stuffed shirt. I can just grab a mic and do it in the back. So that's why I always I kind of I expect a little bit more out of my ring announcers. Because I think you have to be flexible as a ring announcer these days, too. Look, if an intern can do it at a minor league baseball game and run around and host all those things and throw it back to the PA guy and do all this stuff with minimal training, then I think we can I think we can ask the ring announcer to talk about merch and kind of push the product a little bit. Oh, absolutely. So I, I think that I think that's one of the things that help really elevates the live experience. So um, but yeah, as far as the managing stuff, too. Yeah, I. I we do, like I said, I, I, I've been lucky to do almost everything in wrestling several times over just because I've been around so long. So I can really I have a very well-rounded attack. I can usually come up with something to help you with whatever part of part you play in wrestling. So 
Well, that's awesome. That's what I'm looking for. And yes, sir. I, I want to do better by Donnie and, and, you know, get more involved in everything. And uh, I've done a little color commentating. I'm a little green, uh, not a little green, a lot green at it, but uh, you know, the, it, it's all a learning process, right? Yes. And take it, take, take, uh, take it seriously, but not too seriously. That's the thing I always tell people. I hate ring announcers that uh, not ring announcers, uh, color commentators and commentators that they use a bunch of inside terms or they just jokey. And, you know, I, one, the, the guy does something outside where he's bashing the guy over the head with a chair and the guys are talking about getting a spaghetti dinner or lasagna or something. And I'm like, this is an insult to the guys in the ring. They're putting their bodies on the line and you guys are making jokes about something that doesn't even mean anything. And it also shows that you're not paying attention to the card. You're not paying attention to the story. Why? So now you're just insulting my show. So these guys are not only putting their bodies on the line, but I've tried to put something together that's supposed to be very dramatic. And you're talking about Italian food or going out to eat or something. They, the guys were making very, very lighthearted. And look, I don't, we don't have to make everything super dramatic where everything's, you know, the, the bottom of the ninth and, and the world series is on the line, but we need to make it, it has to be as important as what's going on. Like you should care as much as the fans do. And that's, that's one of the things I've noticed is that um, the announcers are trying to be, I think because maybe some of the announcers that are lighthearted kind of got ahead um, and they're not, you know, the WWE guys are very straightforward and the, the other announcers uh, that kind of have gotten AEW and things like that are, but all those guys can play it serious too. So remember that. So it's just, I really hate to see, um, very lighthearted announcing of guys. It doesn't even seem like they're watching the matches. So make sure you're announcing what you're seeing, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, as a matter of fact, um, last night when I was at, at Cody's show, um, my wife is sitting there with me and she's, she's like, what are they doing now? Now she's been watching wrestling with me, but she's not been as intense with it. Uh, so I was basically telling her what was going on in the ring. Um, the moves that were being made and it was kind of like a practice for me because I was explaining to her what was going on at the time. Sure. Yeah. And that's, it's, again, it's, you'd be better off without using obviously inside business terms, but you'd be better off doing that. I'd rather hear somebody describe it that way. Uh, and, uh, in a, as an announcer, and I don't need somebody who's dry, but right. I certainly don't need somebody trying to get, get over at the expense of the show. And we see that, from time to time or the guys, like I said, are just kind of joking their way through it or not taking it seriously. And it, it bothers me because again, I love a good joke. I love playing around. I, I do. I really think that's a big part of why we do this. It, it, it's fun. And we should be taking the business at hand seriously without taking ourselves too seriously. But that doesn't mean that we just pack away and, and mess around on the, on the mic or either do the job or don't do the job. You know? Right, right, yeah. Well, you, you, the mic could be an important part of the story at times, so definitely, yeah, I get it. Well, and that's also on the wrestlers, too, of not telling the guys what they need. And that's – you need to sit down with an announcer and maybe educate them a little bit, too, sit down. In Ring of Honor, we had to we – had, had to – when I was an agent, you had to walk around and tell – ask the wrestlers if there was anything the announcers needed to be – to get put across. And when I did color commentary a few times for Ring of Honor, I asked the same thing. Okay. So, and that was one of the things that I did. I took, I, I, I didn't necessarily take giant notes and write 50 things, but I said, why, you know, why are you guys wrestling today? If I didn't know, 
if I knew it's fine, but sure. And then I would always break it down kind of like a, an analyst where I would, I would, you know, a, a lot of times I'd be very critical of the wrestlers in a working fashion. I'd say, I disagree with the decision he made at the time because I don't think we're doing enough sports. I don't think we're doing enough sports related announcing where we, you know, boy, that was, a, that was, a, I didn't like that decision because you, you have to kind of make it that way because if you don't make it that way, then every match is going to come across the same way. So right. you have to kind of add some color where you're, where you're, I doubt, you know, why did he go, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, the referee, if you see a referee count, sometimes the referees know that it's not the finish. So they kind of anticipate a kick out, but you can use that in real life too. I said, the referee made him, you know, the referee is anticipating a kick out. The referee should anticipate that pin is going to beat his, beat their opponent every single time because then he's not given a fair count. Why is he letting up? And I would be very critical of the referees and, you know, that kind of stuff, but not in, not in a way where I thought the referees were bad. I would inject human emotion into it. And all of a sudden now you're coloring the referees with much more humanity and it makes it much more, to me, it made it much more real. You could identify with it a lot better. I don't know. It was just a philosophy and I've never really seen anybody run with it, but me, and I'm not even saying it's the best thing. It's just the way I, I tried to tackle it from a different point of view. And that doesn't mean I was critical all the time, bitching all the time. It's not what I was doing. But I would say, like, why, you know, why? Or, or, I, or the other way, I'd say he's wasting time going for a pin. He should be putting another hold on him. He should be pit, hitting him with another move. He's wasting a time. The guy's just going to kick out. You know, I would kind of – it's kind of funny because it was kind of sales speak where I'd answer objections right away because people would say, why is he going for a pin? The guy's going to kick out. So I would say that. I would say, yeah, he's wasting his time. He shouldn't be doing that. So I would just bring up different, I, it was also kind of just to entertain myself too. If I was a fan and I had, I was kind of smart, what would be the questions I would ask and how could I answer that in a working context? That was one of the things I would always try to, I would always try to be one step ahead of the fans. That's some very sage advice. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to you more about this during the seminar. Me too. It's going to be fun. Yes, I agree. Now, yeah. uh, before we take this home, Donnie, I know we've talked no horror on this show, mm. but got to ask Bob the question before we close up. So we asked him to quit. I don't know if we asked him the question last time, did we? I don't think we did. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we got a question we ask all of our guests now, whether it's wrestling okay. or, or horror at, or haunted houses. And uh, it's a fun question. There's no right or wrong answer. You just answer okay. whatever, whatever you feel. Uh, and got the question it. is, you are the main serial killer in your own horror film. What's your okay. go-to kill? What's my go-to kill as far as like how do I kill people? Yep. Yes. Uh man, I don't even. Uh, probably a knife. Knife. Yeah, <laughs> straightforward with it. Yeah, I'm probably stabby. stabby. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Probably. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be all like inventive, you know? Right. I think I'd just be yeah. You wouldn't be all creative. Somebody. You just get the job done, huh? Yeah, I just get the job done. So <laughs> I don't have enough. The good news is I don't have enough. Uh, first of all, I'm not a serial killer. So that's that's great. news. Right. But the, sec <laughs> the second the second thing is uh, I think I lack. I think I have the compulsion. Not I, I don't have the compulsion to kill people, but I definitely have the compulsion, like the addiction part of it, because I did gambling for years and screwed up, almost screwed up my life completely with that. However, um, I just don't think I'd have the discipline to do it all the time. Plus, like, you know, 
we all kind of care about people. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't have the, uh, I don't have all that in there. So, um, but yeah, I think I'd be, uh, yeah, I think I'd just be a stabby guy. There you go. Yeah. Fair so, enough. So I don't watch um, a lot of horror movies, but I, I watch some of the serial killer stuff. So I, I got you. There you go. <laughs> Why don't you drop all the social media stuff, website and everything um, for those people that are interested in finding out more about Russell life and things like that. Sure. Well, if they want to, if, if they're really super nervous about even signing up for the free trial, they can go on Facebook and they can just go on the Facebook page. And I have a few free classes on there. And then if they're feeling good about that and they want to get in the free trial, like I said, 14 day free trial, cancel any time um, before that and you won't get charged. And it's kind of good. We throw you some free goodies as you kind of we walk you through that 14 day trial and we're not trying to scam you at 12 days. We give you a reminder that we're going to renew. So we're not trying to sneak anything by you. And then again, if you want to stick with it, it's forty nine dollars a month. And then I have another that silver package and I got a gold package, which is one hundred and forty nine. And you get to sit down kind of like this, but one on one with me for half an hour every month. And we can go over your business practices or we can go over a match or we can go over your social media, whatever you want to do. You have me for 30 minutes on Zoom and there's a premium to that. But my time is valuable. And plus, you're going to earn all that money back if you talk to me like that. So um, and more. So that's uh, what we offer. But again, if you're if you just want to contact me and ask some questions, you can get me on the Bob Evans uh, Facebook page. You can message me. I'll. Even if you message me and you're not a friend, I'll, I'll find you on there. Or you can message me through the Wrestle Life page. I get there too. And uh, plenty of that. Twitter, T Wrestle Life. That's the Twitter page. Um, we've just opened it. So I think I have like 15 followers on it. So it's not a, but we're, we're doing that very slowly, but surely rolling that out. And again, like I said, right now I have the 11 things independent bookers uh, should be doing and why. And it's a cool little half hour class. And it's all over. My WrestleLife page, Hangs with Bob page, Bob Evans page, it's all over everything. So I'm a big Facebook guy, so it's there if it's anywhere. So that's about it. That's really the big, that's really the big project right now. And then looking forward to seeing you guys the weekend of May 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and getting uh, things moving forward and getting the this country moving and working again, getting the wrestling business moving and working again. Well, that's for sure. We've all been chomping at the bit to get the wrestling business going back. Bob, thanks once again for coming on to Wrestle Horror and talking with us about wrestling, the Wrestle Life, uh, the new seminar that you're doing with New Ohio Wrestling on May 23rd, um, everything else that's going on. I'm Meat Hook Jim with Donnie Hoover and our special guest, Brutal Bob Evans. This is the Wrestle Horror Podcast. We will catch you on the next episode. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media outlets, facebook.com backslash WrestleHorror, Instagram at WrestleHorror, Twitter at WrestleHorror, on YouTube at the WrestleHorror channel. And you can also find us on our website, www.wrestlehorror.com.